Hey, let's go on a little tour, a history tour of Charlotte. And one of the places that we have to stop on the Carolina Outdoors is located on Elizabeth Avenue. Mm. It's the hospital. It, it, no. <laughs> skip that part of it. And There's a couple hospitals right there. And we're going to skip any of the hard classes they may have down there at Central Piedmont yep. Community College, Good. CPCC. <laughs> we, we don't want to take uh, enough school for that part anyway. We're going to stop off at a place that was opened on February 10th, 1938. It's called the Visualite Theater. Mm-hmm. So for Charlatans and Charlotte area folks, new or old around the area, you're about to learn about a landmark on the Carolina outdoors with Wes Lawson and Bill Barty. And to do this, we're going to bring on board the Visualite man himself, Mr. Bernie Brown. Bernie, welcome to the Carolina outdoors. Hey, guys, I appreciate you for having me. Thank you. Well, man, we love getting you on here. We don't get you on here enough, and we just need to say the Visualite is also the home of the Fly Fishing Film Tour that's going to be taking place on March 22nd. It's a Wednesday night, live music at 5. The films are going to start at 7. It's all happening there, Bernie, at your place. We're glad that you're hosting us. But that's not how the Visualite started. It Well, actually, it is how it started. 1938, it was a straight-up movie theater, right? Yeah, it was like it was the first uh, the first neighborhood theater in Charlotte, um, and it had rear projection um, capabilities, which was unique to the Carolinas at that time. So it was seen as like the modern theater, and uh, yeah, it was a it was a uh, I guess they did all kinds of films that came around back back in those days. And uh, it flourished forever, and then it became an art film house in the 70s and struggled for a little while, and then it shut down, and then that's when I uh, renovated it in the late 90s. Well, and right along that time is also when it became one of the most well-regarded music venues in Charlotte. And, of course, we oftentimes hear about uh, where do we go hear live music. Mm-hmm. The Visualite is still one of those places, and we'll get, let you uh, kind of hone in on that because we want to know what kind of music that we can hear in this first of community theaters. Well, you know, it's funny. We actually kind of get a lot of these national touring acts when they're kind of um, starting out and, and practicing touring on the lower level, you know, we've had, I mean, I helped Zach Brown load in his guitar amps one time a few years before he got famous. And Jennifer Nettles used to play there back in the early 2000s. Um, Derek Truck, uh, Greta Van Fleet came through before they got famous. So it's cool to meet these bands before they get too, to their heads get too big, but well, and Bernie, um, through with that, when they're coming through like that, can you tell the ones that have the it versus the ones that might not make it or might not continue their career in music, the successful bands or individual solo artists? Do you know the ones yeah, that pretty, are going to make it? Yeah, it's actually pretty easy. It's how many tickets they sell. <laughs> that is pretty easy and i and i i know and we won't get into the artists but i know that there have been some well-regarded artists from television shows whether it be american idol or the voice or some of those who end up going out on tour and bernie some of those are not the most successful ticket selling artists that's true um you can never tell 
with some because it's kind of hard when somebody is imagined as a certain person and then they they have their own band too. Um, you know, I, I brought Kevin Bacon to town at the McGlowan Theater. He's got a band called the Bacon Brothers, and some of these famous artists do do uh, start their own side projects. But yeah, it's kind of hard to tell because it's hard for people to transfer that brand. Yeah, um, from being like a movie star to a to a country singer or something. Well, and you bring in a just a huge variety of of music and other performers. I mean, it's not just the Fly Fishing Film Tour and up and coming artists that are there. You've got uh, tribute bands and other kind of events there. How do you come about creating this sort of this this really wide variety this milieu of of great opportunities to get people to come to to the visual light? Well, I mean, I get, I've been the talent buyer for 24 years, and, you know, it's just like anything, guys. And you know this. It's like you start developing relationships with people, and it makes things easier. And so after working with hundreds and maybe thousands of different artists, a lot of them like the room. We've got a, a really good staff that takes care of people. We don't um, – there's no big, giant people pushing people around like you see at some of these bigger shows. It's more of a, a, a feel-good type of room, and that's the kind of music we try to stick to. Well, listen, you renovated the Visualite, as you said, back in the 90s. You've built relationships over your careers with the management and also the artists themselves. But yep. talk to us about the relationship with the Department of Transportation and the impro- <laughs> and, and the development and all of the stuff that has happened on Elizabeth Avenue. You can tell us the good and the bad, but where does it stand now in 2023 with, uh, with what's going on in front of of your building okay so you know when it was the trolley you know we have some difficulties here and there uh for months at a time when they were working on the track and and luckily for me you know with music people are good if they see a show they want to come see they're going to walk around some construction to get to the show it was really hard on the restaurants through there Ah. because if you got options to eat somewhere else and it's easier then you'll do that so we got through that stage and uh now we have these new trains it's really weird because people like to parallel park on that street and they always don't park in the lines. And so those trains are stopped probably 15 times a day honking the horns because people are parked out in the street. That's (laughs) That's peak Charlotte right there. You've got some great neighbors though with with a wide variety of restaurants, but none of your neighbors on the block have been there as long as the Visualite, have they? No, not even close, honestly. But, like you know, Anderson, 10 years, maybe. Gary Anderson, who, who actually owns the building next door, uh, he still operates out of the back of the building there. And he's been there, his family's been there for 40 years plus, yeah. probably. D- doing the catering, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, he actually sells those pecan pies all over the world. I know somebody that eats them. Yeah, I know a lot of people do. Yeah, <laughs> those, things are, those things are good. <laughs> yeah, but I would say Gary's the only person. You know, it keeps changing. The new places have actually helped, um, and we, now one thing is we have uh, big bins, and then there's hooligans, I guess, down the street. So when there's soccer matches, a ton of people get on the trains there and party at the end of the street there. So that's kind of interesting. And they sure don't parallel park. We know that for sure. So you mentioned you brought Kevin Bacon to the McGlowan. Are you also booking for other venues? Well, yeah, I'm a town buyer for since 2005 for the Performing Arts Center. Um, me and Greg McCraw from the Neighborhood Theater have co-presented shows there since the 
mid 2000s. So we put shows in every room up there. Wow! And and coming up on Sunday, you've got a pretty good opportunity for folks to do some local travel abroad with the Banff International Film World Tour at the Night Theater. Is that right? That's correct. Um, it's a unique series of films, and luckily we got U West to help us out there. Um, it should be a, a really good day, and uh, they always are really good about switching out and getting fresh material for the the, the two-show event on Sunday. And there's still some tickets available, not too many, but you might want to check Blumenthal's website if you want to grab some tickets. And the Night Theater is a really, I think, is, is a really neat theater. I mean, it feels almost like a modern opera house, the modern part, I guess, because you, you're right there by the Beckler. 1,100 seats, every seat's a good view. And for the Banff World Tour, we've got... a Two showings, early afternoon, 1 or one thirty and 7 o'clock, and there's prize drawings. You don't even need to enter. Your ticket already has you entered. So that's a pretty fun thing. It's a neat spot. Yeah, that is. It's, it's awesome. I, I love that place. Actually, the first, the first show, the inaugural show in the Night Theater was a show that we did with uh, the Blumenthal. It was Steve, uh, Steve Martin and um, Martin Short. That's a pretty good one to do. So we're, let's, with, the, with the Steep Canyon Rangers. Let's bring this all the way back around because we're talking, uh, Wes is going to be emceeing for WBT listeners to the Carolina Outdoors. Uh, the event with the Banff International Film Festival is March 12. Tickets are available for the both showings there at the Night Theater. Our guest is Bernie Brown with Wes Lawson and Bill Barty here on the Carolina Outdoors. Uh, Bernie, how do you break these things down? Because you're booking for different venues. We were talking about the Visual Light, but uh, we've moved we've moved to McGlowan and Knight and others. Um, talking about Steve Martin, why w- will he go to one, um, and you'll put him in place there over another? Do you make that decision? Does the artist make that decision, or does the venue help make that decision? It's kind of a collaborative uh, process. You know, it really depends on how they've done in the market in the past. Um, I, there's not any artists out there who want to play to an empty room. Ah. So they'd much rather fill out a room versus, you know, play a room that's too big. And and it fluctuates year to year. You know, some artists are more popular because of their latest album, and then the next album comes out and less people come out to the show because they don't like the new album. So it's weird like that. But well, it's- But it's kind of a collaboration. Of course, the Night Theater is a, a, a newer venue, but bringing it back around because, uh, as we said, 1938, it, uh, the Visualite on Elizabeth Avenue uh, started as a community uh, rear projector film uh, cinema. Yep. And it seems like that's what we're talking about now. March 22nd at the Visualite, the Fly Fishing Film Tour, we're going to have live music, so there'll be an ode of live music from 5 to 7 the film start at seven. Uh, the night has the Banff coming in. Is there a new inroad with films being shown at places like the Visualite? A, a bit of a throwback to the way it started. Uh, you know, I think so. Uh, we've 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 discussed trying to to program some more film, and as the city has gotten more populous, trying to experiment is becoming a little easier. There's more people mm-hmm. everywhere. So um, that that is definitely something that we and if you all have any suggestions, I'd be glad to listen. Well, you got um, two of the best. Another thing is that we actually just installed a brand new high end projection system Ooh. a couple of months ago. So it's a completely new uh, projection system in there, and 
the audio is always good, but we just upgraded the video. So the fish will, will look bigger. Experience. Yes. Well, you know, one of the neat things about this, at least for the fly fishing film tour, is if you want to sit down, you can. If you want to sit at a bar, you can. If you want to stand up and walk around, you can. And no yeah. one's gonna gonna be mad at you for making too much noise because the audio is so good. But you know, it it's a social viewing, which is to me is great because. Who wants to be trapped in a bad seat at a movie theater? You don't have that there. It's perfect. Yeah, so it, it, I, I agree. It, it kind of gets at that social element that you, you don't get when you're completely seated. Well, and that goes probably to your answer as, as the city's grown. And this is, as, as much as it is the fly fishing film tour, it's somewhat of a fly fishing party yeah. uh, at the Visualite. And you can be at the bar and have drinks and visit with friends and talk about the fish that you caught yourself. But if you're highly intent into <laughs> travel or the film, independent film, or what's happening on the screen, you can be concentrated on that without interrupting or interruption and without feeling like you're interrupting someone else's enjoyment the Banff, uh just to point it out because wes is going to be on stage at that one is a little bit of the same it's a celebration of travel of um, mountain life mm-hmm. and mountain scenery itself and mountain sports all are going to be kind of encompassed in that grouping of films too so hey We'll keep our ears open, Bernie. Maybe we can uh, con- continue the expanse in the outdoor lifestyle through film and parties. <laughs> well, there's a lot of interest in it, guys. And, uh, I mean, I've also been lucky to have great local partners like Jesse Browns to work with these. So y'all are awesome. Well, we always come love coming over to the Visual Light because we know that our event's going to be great because you and your folks take such good care of everybody who walks through that door and last year, that includes Chris Franks, who tried to cut his finger off uh, putting his pocket knife away. So we're going to try to avoid that this year, Chris. I know you're listening. Um, he did a good job. He took it on the chin. But, you know, it's always so good to be over there because um, y'all are such great hosts. And the venue just it oozes that history, but also that warmth of, I mean, it feels like it really is just sort of your down-the-street neighborhood theater. And you see all these other events coming up and some of them you recognize some of you don't and you know, hear from the staff of oh no this one's going to be so great you got to come back and see this is always yeah. fun to get that inside baseball one more reason to get out of the house some night and just go right down the street and since y'all have a great bar but you don't serve food there's some great spots down the street to get a burger to get a salad if that's your thing or whatever there's all kinds of great stuff right there just a two second block two second walk away assuming you can parallel park or park in one of those surface lots. <laughs> hey, Bernie, you still have that good bartender over there at the Visualite uh, that goes by the name Chris? Yes, I tried to get him to do one of these radio spots. He's a little too shy, but he's a he's a he's a great dude. Hey, for our listeners out there, that is Bernie's brother, Chris Brown, who is one of the great hosts there at the Visualite, looking after everybody and their enjoyment. And we hope that you'll check it out as well, if not for uh, any of the other entertainment that the Visualite's going to have and will have ongoing live music and so so forth. Also. We just hope you'll jump into the Fly Fishing Film Tour. We have tickets on hand at Jesse Brown's, also digitally at jessebrowns.com. They're being sold at the Visualite, and doors open at 5. Bernie Brown from the Visualite Theater, thank you so much for joining us here on the Carolina Outdoors. 
Guys, I appreciate it. I, I hope to talk to you soon. Thank you so much. We always love talking to you. We're going to take a quick break. Wes Lawson there, Bill Barty here. You're listening to the Carolina Outdoors.